Our text for today's passage comes from the Old Testament reading of Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is a lazier of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you've given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel Proclamation comes today from the Old Testament reading of Genesis and serves as the basis of our theme for the ninth Sunday after Pentecost. What are you afraid of? Frady Cats. Every group, no matter where you go and no matter what you do, seems to have them. Whether you're on a high adventure like hiking or mountain climbing or water rafting, there always seems to be one participant that is all concerned about every cliff, every bug, or every drop in the rapids. Their confidence is so lacking and fearful of everything that even if no one in the group says it, most of all are thinking, oh no, a frady cat. And it's not just on the high adventures that these cats make their appearance. Sometimes it's just a less experienced or more immature family member that just about anything out of the ordinary terrifies them. Sometimes the family even enjoys their irrational fears and plays it up to great entertainment at the frady cat's expense. And some much more subtle. In church or community associations, they are the ones constantly warning about the dangers of change or venturing into something new. They are the first ones to point out funds are low, premiums are high, and liabilities are looming. Now, please don't misunderstand. The world needs Freddy Cat. Can you just imagine a world where caution is thrown to the wind and nobody assessed risk ever? Can you imagine the untold death and carnage that would ensue if there was not even one person considering the risk in any given situation? So clearly, Frady Cat, as a pejorative, should be roundly rejected. But at the same time, God does admonish us to beware of unfounded fears as well. In fact, it is this word of caution that he approached Abram with today in our Old Testament lesson. Luther tells us that he appeared to Abram, and Abram not only heard the word, but the word was represented to be a certain likeness 
of the speaker. And the word confronted Abram's fears immediately. May or may not make sense to us today, but growing old in Abram's day without an heir was indeed terrifying. The Bible says, children are heritage from the Lord, a reward. The Lord gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. This meant the parents who had no children had no social work to care for them. It's hard for us to imagine these days. We are blessed with facilities and caring, licensed, practical nurses that are ready to take care of us when the burden of our old age becomes too much. There was no such safety net in Abram's day. He stood hopeless in that reality today in our text. He and Sarah would have to depend on hired hands, and that is no surety if the help simply chose to disappear with all their wealth and leave them helpless in their tent. I think we can all agree. Abram was no fraidy cat at all, even though sometimes in scripture he was. In this particular case, he was not. Even so, his fear, as real as it was, was something God would not let go unattended. It's amazing the real fears we have these days. Life expectancy seems to be outpacing our ability to finance our lives living as long as we do. Violence seems to be on the rise and the kinder, gentler nation being the reward of a more educated culture seems to be giving way to individuals increasingly disillusioned and willing to lash out in their frustration. If that all wasn't enough, there is our own natural fear of what we simply do to ourselves. I would have taken better care of my body when I was young if I'd known I was going to live this long. I would have spent more time saving than spending if I would have known it was going to get this expensive later on. Mm. I would have made more friends, been better with my family, and treated my spouse kindlier if I'd known I was going to be so lonely. You can't unring the bell. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. What's done is done. There is no going back and rewriting history, we say. And we cry out to God, look here, Lord, can't you see my helpless situation? Look here, Lord, don't you know I am scared and insecure about what lies ahead and need just a little direction? Look here, Lord, nobody seems to care about me. Nobody cares about what I think they should. Nobody cares about nothing anymore. It was a Bible study. All the young couples enjoyed attending, except one. And she sat there in disbelief. Another one of her friends in their couple's Bible study shared with everyone she was pregnant. Now, most friends would rejoice, but she simply could not. Her and her husband Peter had been unsuccessfully trying to get pregnant for months and had rejoiced one too many times for someone else without getting to share the news herself. She confided in Marcy after the Bible study. And Marcy prayed for her. 
that she would accept God's will for her life either way. I'm not sure she accepted it, but at least she made a pretty good show of it through the tears. Finally, just a month later, she was sharing the good news. She was pregnant, and everyone celebrated for her for the first time. Marcy, being very in tune with these things, pointed out what was probably obvious to all the ladies. Christy was pregnant the night she cried about not being pregnant. She just didn't know it yet. Oh, how the people of God cry out our needs to the Lord, not knowing he's already provided for us beyond what we could ever hope for. We cry out for bare sustenance when he's prepared lavish feasts. We cry out to just get a roof over our heads when he's prepared heavenly mansions. We cry out for mercy and our well-deserved judgment when he has prepared full pardon. We cry out, look to me, when he says, no, you look here now and tell me, what are you afraid of? You see my son who was with you all the way? He healed you, he blessed you, he held you, and he finally died right there in the cross where you belonged and rose from the dead to prove you would never die. What are you afraid of? You see my Holy Spirit who was with you when the church was persecuted, when he guides you over lands unknown and established churches, universities, seminaries, and hospitals, and places people barely dared to live in. What are you afraid of? Do you see the mothers giving birth, the fathers tilling the earth, cities being built, roads being paved, oceans being fished, and deserts becoming gardens of olive trees, pomegranates, and filled with wheat. Why are you afraid of being hungry? Look here at me. Have I not shielded you from the darts of the evil one? Has not the blood of my son washed all your sins away? Why are you looking back when you can look at me? Look at me. And you will always know, always trust, and always believe that with me, you will not be afraid. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.